Hi there, it's Jillian, and I want to tell you about Jillian on Love Plus, your way to get even more Jillian on Love each week by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Patreon. You can access exclusive bonus episodes with extras, including answers to your most burning questions, advice on all things dating and relationships, and much more. Check out the link in the episode description for more information. Hi there, this is Jillian on Love, and I am on a mission to teach people how to transform their romantic relationships by transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you're in a relationship or you're single or you're heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach and teacher with over 20 years experience helping people transform their relationships with themselves through their bodies, breaths, and minds. I have now coached and taught thousands of people to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up for and within their love lives. I'm very excited for today's episode. It is about the difference between accepting someone completely for who they are and really loving them versus tolerating behavior that you shouldn't tolerate. This episode is inspired by the episode that I did with The Minimalists, and I shared a clip, a reel, on my Instagram page, and it got a lot of attention. Most people were in full agreement. A lot of people, though, were either disagreeing or very confused. And I was very, to be honest, very confused by people's confusion, but I was more confused by people disagreeing. And I thought, this is a problem if people are disagreeing with this. And I have to do an episode on this because the clip was, the guest was saying that, you know, when you love someone, to love someone is to accept, and this is someone who's been married for many years, to love someone is to accept all of them, all of their nuances, all their quirks. And you can't just think, yeah, I want to change these seven things about you and then everything will be okay. And I interrupted and said, no, that's not love. And he said, no. And I said, that's not love. Or, you know, wanting to change someone is not love or hoping to be the inspiration for someone's change is not love either, you know? And a lot of people were saying, well, what if they're behaving like this? What if they're doing this? What if they're doing that? And it astounded me. It made me realize that further clarification was necessary. I mean, I commented a bunch in the comment section, but again, I really felt like I had to do this because what astounded me was that I've never, ever in my entire life, personally and professionally, have ever met anyone who did not have a deep longing to be accepted for who they are, a deep longing to be loved in spite of their flaws. Because that's really what it's all about. We want to be loved in spite of the fact that we are flawed. Because I think that one of the hardest things for we humans to reconcile in life is our imperfection our darker sides, our neurotic sides, our trauma, traumatized selves. And I think that, no, I know that every person in their sort of 
dark moments with themselves, various points in their lives, think to themselves, what if I am not enough? What if I am too messed up? What if I'm too anxious? What if I'm too fat? What if I'm too skinny? What if I don't have enough money? What if I'm too loud? What if I'm too shy? What if I'm too much? What if my family is too messed up? These are the moments that are incredibly impactful on our self-love and self-esteem. You know, loving ourselves, there's another thing that we need to reconcile is how do we hold these two realities, which is on the one hand, I deserve love in spite of the fact that I am not perfect and I struggle. And on the other hand, I need to improve. There are things I need to change within myself. And then another thing that we have to reconcile as being a human being in this world is I need to improve this. I need to change this. And on the other hand, another reality, which is this thing may not ever change. This might just be part of the fabric of who I am. Life and relationships are filled with paradoxes. And one of the bigger paradoxes in relationship is to love someone, we must accept them fully for who they are. And on the other hand, different reality that is just as true, which is I must not tolerate behavior that doesn't work for me. And I think that people are very confused with where do we draw the line between accepting someone versus tolerating them. I don't know about you, but I know that I have had many subscriptions over the years that I've completely forgotten about, that I've paid for, even though I don't use it, or maybe even paid twice for. And I have used Rocket Money to cancel subscriptions for me and to help me save money. This is very important. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I can see all my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. God, I love that. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Jillian. That's rocketmoney.com slash Jillian, rocketmoney.com slash Jillian. Here's the truth. To love someone is to accept them 100% for who they are, period. End of story. There is no debate about it. 
if you can't accept someone for who they are, you don't love them. Or maybe you love them, but you're not loving them. But let me clarify, because like I said, there are two sides of this coin. And that is on the one side, there's a lack of tolerance for other people's imperfections. And on the other side of the coin is tolerating really too much BS and having too low of a standard, such as dating people with a very big problem that you think, oh, if they just change this one thing, they would be perfect. Now, there's no doubt in my Instagram, I do a fair amount of addressing the not tolerating BS, not tolerating the situationship, not tolerating less than you deserve, because a lot of people need to hear that message. But there is also another reality, and that is lack of tolerance. And if I were to be very honest with you, which I will be, because I always am, it is the lack of tolerance that I have seen much, much more in people. And what I believe to be the bigger epidemic that sabotages relationships. And so I know there's going to be a fair amount of you listening, being like, I do tolerate too much. Like, where do I draw the line? I'm going to try to clarify that as best as I can in this episode. First, you really have to emphasize this because there's a joke in the couples coach therapy world about how, you know, every time a couple comes in to see a therapist or to see a couples counselor or coach, they're coming in to change the other. And very rarely, if ever, do people think that they are the person who needs to change or that they are part of the problem. And so it is a fact that most people, when they're struggling in their relationship, think that it's the other person and it's the other person only. And look, I'm not saying that it's a 50-50 split and there's definitely circumstances where one person is more of the problem, no doubt, but it takes two. And so this lack of tolerance is this interesting phenomenon because all we want is to be accepted for who we are. And I think that the lack of tolerance in others is a metaphor for the lack of tolerance that we have towards ourselves. If we are internalizing shame and self-hatred, then we are going to find ourselves feeling the exact same way towards a partner. In other words, the less tolerance we have for ourselves, the less tolerance we're going to have for others. It always works out that way. And I'll tell you why, because we have these rules. We have these rules about how we're supposed to behave. And whenever we break one of our rules, especially if you have a tendency for perfectionism, this is like really major, but for everyone, when we break one of those rules, we're going to be pissed at ourselves. Some of us are going to feel deeply ashamed. Some of us are just going to feel regret. And look, you know, regret, there's healthy regret. You know, there's even healthy shame. Like if we're going to do something that's out of character and below our character, like we better feel bad about that because if we don't, then we're a sociopath, basically. You know, a healthy conscience is feeling that sting of knowing that we did something wrong. 
But that's different than just a total lack of tolerance for ourselves, like not giving ourselves any room to make mistakes and to grow. We are put here to grow. And if we're not making mistakes, we're not growing, you know, because we can only grow when we can look at a mistake and learn from it. And so if we have this rigidity towards ourselves, this total lack of tolerance because of the rules, oh, I should never be late. I, you know, I can never make a mistake in a relationship. I can never make a mistake at work. You know, my body's got to be perfect. Like all these rules, we're then going to have all those rules for another. We're going to find ourselves really struggling with another person's imperfections. And so I would just say, if you're doing that, always look inward how to decipher the difference between what is tolerance, right? Because can't be in a relationship with another person with no tolerance, meaning we need to have healthy tolerance, just like we have to have healthy tolerance with ourselves versus tolerating the intolerable, like what makes something intolerable. And, you know, I think that it really also depends on the timeline of a relationship. The longer you've been with someone, if you've had a history with them and you're really struggling with them, like maybe you have more to do with it than you think. But, you know, either way, there's a reason why I just released last week the episode on the biggest red flags and green flags to pay attention to. So, tolerating the intolerable, that episode is going to help you. Plus I did an episode last year on how to break the cycle of toxic and abusive relationships. So if you really feel like your standard is too low and you allow too much BS into your life and you are very susceptible to abusive or borderline abusive behavior towards you, then you must listen to these two episodes to get a clear idea. I don't want to be redundant here, but there's a reason why I do these episodes or situationships so that I can, you know, really help all of you who need to raise your standards to raise your standard. But like I said, today is for those of us who expect perfection. And, and interestingly enough, you could be someone who has too low of a standard and then sometimes expects perfection. And I think that this is, again, I think we know intellectually, oh yeah, no one's perfect. But then we get into a relationship and we think, you know, this person should never disappoint me or never hurt me. And I think it is a good expectation and a fair expectation that the person who you're in a relationship with, you should expect that they never want to hurt you intentionally. But you should also expect to sometimes be hurt by them unintentionally because we're all human. And sometimes we will do something that will hurt another person's feelings. And we had no idea that was not our intention at all. But it happens. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we tend to get very obsessed with how we can change ourselves instead of just really working on and expanding on the things that we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organized part of your space, or maybe you started this project that you want to continue doing that, or maybe you've started taking your vitamins and working out every morning, and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that actually stick and are long lasting. So if you are thinking 
of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. First of all, it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which is an excellent thing that they offer because sometimes it takes a couple of tries to find the one that you really have the most comfort with. So celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash on love today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash on love. This episode is brought to you by Paired. So Paired is a relationship app for couples. You and your partner download the app Paired together. And every day, Paired gives you questions, quizzes, and games to have fun, to stay connected to each other, and deepen your bond and connection and conversations. I just think it is actually, it's just phenomenal. It's simple. It's sometimes hilarious. Every day you get a quiz to play or a question to answer that you cannot see your partner's answer until you answer yourself. It's just very cool. So whether you're just a few dates in or if you've been together like 20 years, it's time to lighten the mood, have some fun, be playful with your partner by using Paired. So head to Paired.com slash Jillian to get a seven-day free trial and 25% off if you sign up for a subscription. Just head to Paired, P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash Jillian to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day. It's so important using Paired. A happier and stronger relationship starts here. So let me backtrack a little bit. Deciphering between tolerance versus tolerating the intolerable. Number one, listen to my red flag and green flag episodes, okay? Number two, listen to the episode on breaking the cycle of toxic and abusive relationship. Number three, check out my episode on ending situationships. But then number four, if you're having a hard time, if you're in a relationship and you're like, is this me just not accepting them for who they are? Or is this me having a problem and tolerating behavior that I shouldn't? And that question is in your mind. One of the first things you need to ask yourself is, Am I in any way responsible for what's going on right now? This is not an easy question to ask yourself. But if I was working with you and, and your partner or you were working with any skilled relationship coach or, or therapist, they're going to gently guide you to look into the mirror. We have to examine our own behavior if we're struggling with our significant other to see if just it's not a guarantee, but we do have to do that necessary self-examination to say, is something that they're doing really bothering me? And am I in some way responsible for that? Am I feeding into this dynamic that isn't working? So the next time you think, well, what if my response to you is, well, what if you're part of the problem? And I know that's really hard. And trust me, I am not asking anyone who listens to this podcast to do anything that I haven't already done for myself often, you know? And again, this is not the same thing as abuse. Totally different. 
And I have lots of episodes on that. So try to step out of that mentality if you're stuck there and really try to take in what I'm saying because it's important that we realize that it always begins with us. Like we think it's the other person who needs to change, but sometimes by changing ourselves and our thinking, we change the relationship. And look, we all have room to be better. And the next thing that I'm about to say might be kind of shocking, but I really don't mean it to be. I think it's the association that we have to this word ordinary that is so negative and it really shouldn't be. But the majority of people in the world are kind of ordinary. I believe that everyone has the potential to be extraordinary. I believe that every person is unique and has unique gifts, but not everyone reaches that. And not all of us reach our full potential. I know for me, for sure, like if I were to really reach 100% of what my potential is as a human being and as Jillian Tarecki on this planet, if I were to be really honest with myself, I would say I'm not reaching my full potential. I think it's a spectrum. I'm certainly not reaching my potential, but my fullest potential, no. I have certain fears and traumas and emotional and psychological barriers to really reaching my full potential. And I'm aware of that. And I think that the truly extraordinary people in the world are the people who, and I have a high standard, right? The truly extraordinary people are the people who've mastered all their relationships. They've given back to society like tenfold. And they have figured out a way to see their most painful trauma differently so that it doesn't haunt them anymore. I mean, that's kind of a unicorn. I mean, I've met a couple of those people, but they're not perfect. They still have character weaknesses. They still have behavioral stuff, but they're extraordinary because they have mastered those three things. And it's like, most of us are not there, but... If you can find an ordinary person to be extraordinary because they are willing to do better, they are a team player in relationship, and they are willing to collaborate, maybe that's the unicorn. And I think that's much more realistic. And I think that there are definitely people out there. And I think we need to strive to be that person too. But at the end of the day, when it comes to changing someone and accepting someone for who they are, a person's personality is their personality. And you have to accept, just like I have to accept, that if you want a happy relationship, you need to accept someone's personality. If you want a miserable relationship, then all you have to do is start to reject the very parts of each other's personalities that you first loved and now you find annoying. So for example, maybe you're in a relationship with someone whose energy at the beginning was just so infectious to you. They were almost rambunctious. They were the life of the party. They had this incredible extroversion that made everyone want to be around them. And you were so attracted to that. And then, you know, it's a couple of years in, whatever, five years in, whatever. And you're like, oh, why are they so loud and annoying? I wish they would just settle down. I wish they could just sit still. 
I wish they could just be quiet. And I'm giving you this example because this example, even though it's not the literal example, it is a metaphor for what happens all the time. And when I say all the time, I mean all the time. (laughs) This is the really most common thing that I see in people. And that's not how you love someone. That's how you stay miserable. That's how you are miserable and how they're miserable. And you might have to one day say, you know what? I love this in the beginning. And I realized that was what created chemistry between us because I'm quiet and you represented something that I don't have in myself or I have suppressed and repressed so hard in myself for so many years that I can't even access it. And so when I was around you, I felt alive for the first time in a really long time. And then I realized, you know, I really am an introvert and I really just want quiet and you're annoying me. Well, then you need to break up or figure out a way to appreciate that person again. The reality is, is that not accepting them is the same thing as not loving them. That does not mean that we will struggle with certain aspects of each other's behaviors and struggle with some of each other's habits. A habit like interrupting. So if you love your partner, you love someone and they have a habit of interrupting you and others, it's just, you know, you love them. So you know it's not personal, but it is something that they do that you find annoying and disrespectful and, you know, you don't like it. And so the loving thing to do would be to gently bring it up and just say, hey, you know, like, I know you don't mean anything by this. And I know that this was just likely just how your family communicated, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever it is that you know about this person's history. And hopefully you know a lot if you're in a relationship with them. And you can say, but, you know, like you interrupt a lot. I don't like it. You know, it's not really the nicest thing to do to people. Kind of makes me feel like, you know, you don't care about what I have to say. And, you know, it's frustrating. And when you deliver it like that, The ideal response is for someone to say, okay, I hear you. And for them to self-reflect and then to change their behavior. Now, will they mess up a few times? Yeah. But what you want to do is reward them for making the effort and really making a change. And they have to make a concerted effort. And so a very realistic expectation is you can say, I expect the person I'm in a relationship with to want to be better and to break some bad habits that I may point out to them and at least try to be self-reflective enough and to value growth enough that they're going to listen to my feedback, provided that I deliver that feedback in a way that is not antagonistic. And they're going to, you know, try to implement change. That is a perfect standard for you to have for someone else, but you must have it for yourself as well. And that's the thing, you know, being willing to take feedback from each other is actually a very important relationship skill. Instead of the lame answer, which is, well, I am who I am. If you get that answer, then that's basically someone telling you it's either they feel defensive because they feel like you're attacking them. And, you know, if you're gently telling them and they feel like you're they're being attacked, well, then they have a problem with defensiveness. That would be another episode. But if you really are saying it in a way that's not to attack them, but you're asserting yourself, but you're not being mean about it, 
absolutely they should be taking in that feedback. And if they're saying, well, you know, whatever I am, what I am, then you can say that's not good enough. You can say, you know, I would hope that you can tell me. I know I'm not perfect and there might be certain things that I need to change and I'm really willing to do that. And so I really want to help us, you know, I want us to be open to each other's feedback when something that we do, we find offensive about each other. Do you see how that is just different? Like someone having a habit of interrupting is not their personality. It's just a bad habit. This episode is sponsored by Songfinch. Songfinch is so cool. If you are ready to tell someone who you care about what they mean to you, but you can't quite find the words to properly capture your feelings or you want to do it in a way that's going to really make them smile and be very creative. And by the way, Valentine's Day is just around the corner and flowers are just maybe not cutting it this year. Songfinch is the ultimate gift to show how much you care. It is an original studio quality song inspired by your story that's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. It's so cool. I went down a complete wormhole doing this. I mean, you get to just choose like, what do you want the vibe of the song to be? The pace, the tempo, what kind of singer do you want? Then you get to like listen to so many people's voices and types of songs to really get the vibe that you want. And so it's basically a simple four-step process to create an original song. That's what it is. And you, all you have to do is tell them about who the song is for, provide some personal details, and let them know the type of song you want. And then, like I said, you get to pick your favorite song Finch artist. That's very cool. You get matched with one and they'll pour their heart into writing, recording, and producing your original song in just four to seven days. For a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song on Spotify for free so you can listen to your new favorite song anywhere you go. Oh, it's so cool. Go to songfinch.com slash onlove and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free. That's a $50 value. This offer is only available to my listeners at a my special URL songfinch.com slash on love. That's songfinch.com slash on love. Don't wait, get started now. So to love someone really does mean that we accept all their nuances and quirks and eccentricities. That's not the same thing as accepting bad behavior tolerating abusive behavior or not bringing up things about their behavior or bad habits that we don't like. It's just that we are nuanced. You know, we all have eccentricities. We all have paradoxes. It's like being in a relationship with someone who you think is amazing, but they struggle with anxiety. And I know that probably like 95% of you listening to this struggle with anxiety because that is an epidemic. And the thing is, it's like, okay, so we can work on it. But, you know, it's, it's a thing that we live with, too. It's a thing that may not go away. And it's like, you want someone to just not love you because you struggle with anxiety? That's tough. It simply means that when we truly love someone, we don't try to change who they fundamentally are. We don't try to change their personality. I'm just going to keep reiterating this. A lot of people confuse loving someone for who they are with tolerating less than what they deserve in a relationship. It is just not the same. There will be times where you might have to face 
the very difficult decision of leaving a relationship because you cannot, nor should you accept who this person is and the baggage that they carry. You have every right. You can also decide not to accept someone simply because they're just not right. They're not a right fit for you and you are not a right fit for them. Loving someone for who they are means that we don't try to change them into being someone who they are not. We don't try to change a scientist into an artist or an artist into a scientist. We don't try to force someone into being an early riser when they've always been honest about the fact that they're not an early riser. Too many people expect perfection from their partners. And the truth is we cannot say, well, I like you mostly, but if you could only change these three things then I could really love you. You can't play that game with yourself or another person. And to accept someone for who they are is to accept their flaws. Again, that doesn't mean that they get a pass to treat you disrespectfully. You know, it doesn't mean that if someone struggles with anxiety, that every time they're anxious, they're allowed to be mean to you. No. See, and that's where we have to differentiate. It's like, I love you. I realize that one of the challenges that you have in life is struggling with anxiety. I love you anyway. However, when you are anxious, you do not have the right to treat me badly. You don't have the right to be short with me. You don't have the right to be disrespectful to me. And that's the key difference. And it also doesn't mean you won't have to have conversations about how you can do better to meet each other's needs. Again, not everyone is perfect. There's so much negotiation and compromise in a relationship. And we have to talk about what it is that we need. We have to share with our partner where we need them to kind of step up. And we need to be willing to hear that feedback as well. That's not the same thing as wanting to change them. Because that's not changing who they fundamentally are. That's just them changing some of their behavior. And, you know, when you choose to love someone, you really are choosing consciously their past and their struggles. And I realize some of you listening to this may have a history of accepting less than what you deserve. And I realize that some of you listening to this might have a history of dating people who need to be rescued and fixed and healed and have a lot of problems and have baggage that is so heavy that you couldn't even imagine even helping them carry. And you don't have to. I don't recommend that you get into a relationship with someone whose baggage is so heavy you're overwhelmed by it. Because in the back of your mind, you'll think it will change. It will be okay. It will be different with me. They will work on it. I can help them with it. That is a lose-lose. You need a partner, not a patient. You need a partner, not a project. And we need compassion for each other and we need to help each other heal. But that is different than engaging in patterns where someone else, you are their healer. We all have the right to decide what we want in our life and what we don't. But the truth will always remain that most people have so little tolerance for another person's flaws that they're expecting perfection when at the end of the day, we are all deeply flawed. So that's why it's really important to choose wisely. 
Everyone has a story. Everyone has baggage. But not every story is a match. You just can't stay in the relationship and try to change their story. And yes, there's always room to grow. And if you are someone who values self-reflection, who values looking closely at your behavior and growing, well then, damn straight, you need to be with someone who values that too. It's not going to work being in a relationship with someone who's not willing to take constructive feedback and say, well, I am who I am. So, you know, it does at the end of the day boil down to our values. It is a fair expectation of ourselves and of another that we are willing to grow and improve to the best of our ability. And again, another paradox. And we also have to be very realistic. There are some things we are never going to change in ourselves. And there are some things we are never going to fully heal. All I'm asking is if you knew certain things were never going to change in the other, would you choose that person anyway? If you knew that their personality was never going to shift, if you could say where you are today legitimately is what I love. That's the name of the game because there is nothing more maddening, more destructive, and more hurtful than being with someone who wants to change you or being in a relationship with someone whom you want to change. And we have to be able to distinguish between having boundaries and tolerance for the imperfections we all come with. And one thing that I also want to say is when you're thinking, I want my partner to grow, it's important to grow. This is a really important question to ask yourself that we all need to ask ourselves is, what would be the evidence to you that they're growing? Because everyone has a different criteria or rule book about what is growth to them. Would growing mean that they're willing to try new things? Is growing is that they're willing to go to therapy? Is growing that they're learning how to have a good time when they're usually very rigid and controlled? Is growing for them being more committed? Is growth them just cleaning up their room or their apartment or their house? So we have to really think about like, what does it mean? I know for me and what I advise people on is like, well, that they're willing to self-reflect and they're willing to make changes where they need to make changes to listen to feedback, that they are willing to challenge themselves and not just be addicted to the exact same thing every single day, but to what end? And so when you think, I really want my partner to grow, or I want to be with someone who wants to grow and change, and you're really thinking about that, I want to challenge you to take that a step deeper in your thinking and examine what that means to you. What does that mean to you? How would you know they were growing? Get really clear about that. And then the last thing that I will say is, Needing someone to change is a very slippery slope because that is how we turn partners into projects or partners into patients. And it's how we become very miserable in a relationship. So I don't recommend getting involved in anyone who has a really big problem that if you were to be very honest with yourself is overwhelming for you. doesn't matter what the problem is. You have to be honest with yourself 
And then, you know, you got to be honest with yourself. If something they're doing, you're somehow complicit in a dynamic that's not working. And then three, are you trying to change someone's personality? Is there something about them that created a lot of chemistry between the two of you in the beginning that now you're just annoyed by? Because then that's on you. You have to decide. Anyway, I do hope that this helps to clarify the concept, the theory that in order to love someone, we have to accept them fully for who they are. That it is not the same thing as tolerating certain behavior and habits. I would love to hear from you about this because I know this is a hot topic. I know because it's not just the reel that I posted. I've just, this has been coming up a lot and I see people in the comment section definitely debating this. And I wanted to put my stamp on this and clarify it. So I would love to hear from you. You can email me at hello at jillianonlove.com. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Like, did it land for you? Did it clarify some things for you? Would love to hear from you. Do you have any requests of topics that you want me to explore here on the podcast? This podcast is for you. So I am just doing my best to help all of you. And if you could do me a favor and share this with anyone who you think this could help because you just never know, like there can be a very strong ripple effect. When you share this, you could impact a person's life and then they share it and they impact another person's life. And then together, what we are creating are just healthier people in relationships. And if you feel like it is an inspired thing for you to do to leave a five-star review, that helps because it helps keeps us going. So I appreciate you and thank you for listening. And until next time. Jillian on Love is a Q-Code production. Executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson. Produced by Shin Yin Hu. Editing and music by Will Tendy. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.